the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The Jewish Hour can now be heard on jcastnetwork.org, your portal to Jewish broadcasting. It's also on iTunes and on your smartphone using the Stitcher app. Welcome to the Jewish Hour. I'm your host, Herschel Finman. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is our Pesach show. We opened up with a Ladino version of Chagadya, a traditional song sung at the Seder. This half hour of the show, we are going to be featuring an interview with Eric Lumberg of the Lenore Marwell Jewish Film Festival, which is coming up April 7th to 18th at a Jewish theater near you. We'll be playing lots of Passover something-like music, of course, and we have insights into what's going to be the connection of the seventh day of Passover, which we are celebrating tonight, and the portion of the week, which we'll be reading on the Shabbos, which is Shmini. Hopefully time for a awesome Hasidic story at the end of the show. Before we do anything else, let's go right to the news. <laughs> Israel destroyed a Syrian army post near the Golan Heights after Syrian gunmen fired on Israeli military patrols twice within 24 hours. Two Syrians were wounded. Hamas arrested two Salafist terrorists for the firing of rockets at Sederot during President Obama's visit to Israel last week. The Salafists opposed Hamas's control of Gaza. In response to the arrests, Israel fully reopened its border crossings with Gaza that were closed following the attack. An injured Syrian treated by Israeli soldiers on the Golan Heights border died in an Israeli hospital. The Syrian was one of seven treated on the border Wednesday morning. Two were taken to an Israeli hospital. The rest returned to Syria after their treatment. The IDF set up a military field hospital near the Syrian border because of the steady increase of the number of wounded Syrians Israel has been treating. An Arab-Israeli man and his Norwegian girlfriend, as reported about last week, were captured in the Sinai, were released 
after being kidnapped by Bedouins in the Sinai. The captors wanted Egyptian authorities to release two Bedouins who are held in prisons in northeastern Egypt on drug charges. The Israeli army arrested six Hamas leaders in Hebron on unspecified charges. One of the six, Muhammad Natsha, a top Hamas official, previously spent six months in Israeli custody, but was later released without being charged. The Netanyahu government will resume regular tax payments to the Palestinian Authority. Payments totaling $100 million have been held up by the Israelis since the PA bid to have its status upgraded in the UN. Israel, this is a sign of fits. This is a uh, story that fits into. This doesn't make any sense, but Israel will pay tens of millions of dollars to families of the nine men killed on the Maimar ship that tried to break the Gaza blockade two years ago. Turkey demands that Israel also issue a formal apology and open the blockade before the two countries can resume normal relations. We know what we can tell Turkey to do. Go jump. Three-year-old Adele Bitton, who was critically injured in an Arab rock attack which caused her mother to crash their car, remains in intensive care two weeks after the attack. Doctors are calling her survival at this point a miracle. The Russian National Archive will move 15,000 books and manuscripts belonging to Chabad to the new Jewish Museum and Tolerance Center in Moscow. Chabad has been trying to recover the library that was seized by the Bolsheviks in 1918. Russian's Prime Minister Vladimir Putin says the library is part of Russia's heritage and will, it will not leave Russia. Three months ago, a U.S. federal court fined the Russian government $50 a day until the library is turned over to Chabad. This heartening news, congregants in Minneapolis's Temple Israel came to Temple the first day of Passover holiday and found the word soap spray painted on the door, windows, and signs. Soap refers to a Nazi atrocity carried out during the Holocaust. Security films were turned over to local police. And finally, you listen to this one, producers of the Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie have agreed to re-coordinate the filming in South Williamsburg after the Orthodox Jewish community leaders there complaint it would block streets and hog parking spaces over Passover, so they're delaying it until after Passover. Community leaders told Columbia Pictures, thank you for letting my people park. And that's the news. Do you know the best place to buy fruit and vegetables? Why, it's at Frutasia. Located on Southfield Road, just south of the 13 Mile, Frutasia provides quality, value, and the most wonderful environment to shop. You'll enjoy the spacious aisles, excellent selection, great prices, and friendly staff at Frutasia on Southfield Road and 13 Mile. Hey, Schulfenman here. You are listening to the Jewish Hour. We are on live with Mr. Eric Lumberg of the Lenore Marwell Jewish Film Festival. How are you today, Eric? Hi, Rabbi. How are you? Good. Thank God we're doing great. Happy great. Passover, as we say. And I hope your crunch crunching has gone well. Okay, this is the 15th year for the Marwell Jewish Film Festival. Fifteen That's years right. ago, a Jewish Film Festival made a lot of sense because you had all these movies and nobody had access to them. But now we have things like Netflix and online services, YouTube, where people can view these heretofore unattainable films. Is there still a need for a Jewish film festival in Detroit? Well, of course. There, there is absolutely a need for a few reasons. Go ahead. Uh, number one, uh, many of these films are still not available on any of those sources. They're, they're not on Netflix or uh, sometimes you can find them 
on YouTube uh, or some other uh, companies might make them available. But for the most part, probably 90% of these films will never be seen. Uh, but even more important, everyone is together in one theater watching it together. Uh, it's a community event, and that uh, is always better, in my opinion, of course, than watching it at home on the TV. So I think there's the need, and it's a great cultural and community event. Okay, understood. So then there, there seems to be something new this year with the uh, the Marwell Film Festival in that a lot of it is being held uh, not in uh, theaters but at the Berman, at the Berman Center this year. It's at the Berman Theater. Yep. Uh, new, st- uh, well, now three years, uh, state-of-the-art theater, um, uh, high-quality sound, uh, and and video, uh, uh, HD capability, um, comfortable seats, uh, great amenities, uh, concessions, popcorn. I was going to say, what about popcorn? Yes. Oh, of course. You have to have popcorn. And so, so even though it's not at a traditional movie theater, it still is at a great uh, theater for movies. And then, of course, the Berman has all these other great uh, shows and, and uh, programs as well. Mm-hmm. And that's not just at the Berman, but it's other, otherwise all around the state, I see. Right. We, again, are partnering with, uh, this year, three other communities uh, with different dates. Uh Kalamazoo, Flint, and Ann Arbor, and they have a smaller number of films, but some great ones, too. Mm-hmm. Now, generally, when the, the film that you're showcasing the most are the films where you bring in, say, like the producer or the somebody involved with the making of it, what films are we bringing specific speakers in that are involved with their own films? This well, one of our main films is called Life and Stills, and it happens to be our patron night film. Uh, it's a documentary about uh, a store in Israel called The Photo House, uh, uh, which um, started in the uh, 1940s uh, by a couple, a photographer and his wife. And it continues uh, today. Uh, and basically, with over a million uh, negatives, uh, showcase the history of Israel through its culture, people, events, etc. And the, uh, the photographer's grandson, who, who now runs it, uh, his name is Ben Peters, he's coming in and is going to speak after the film. Uh, answer some questions, mm-hmm. and then be the the guest of honor at the patron night reception. Oh, that's, and that's on um, April fifteenth, tax day. Indeed, so people can hurry up and get your taxes done, so you can go. That's there. right, and then come to a great night at the movies. And that film is also going to be shown in Ann Arbor, and then there are several others that have invited uh, guest speakers, uh, professors, filmmakers, etc. Mm-hmm. Indeed. One one movie that caught my eye is a screening on the 7th of April of a movie called Tevye. Tell, tell yep. us about that, 1939. Well, every year we, we try to uh, showcase an old film that's been restored uh, with, that's in Yiddish. Uh, we have a, a couple of uh, group sponsors that like those kind of films. 
And uh, this one is, of course, the story of Tevye, uh, based uh, for Fiddler on the Roof. And it's been uh, remastered and restored. And uh, it's funny because as you're watching the film, you see direct lines from the film that went into the songs in Fiddler on the Roof. So this is not a musical, yeah. though. This is just a Yiddish it's, like, it's screenplay. A, it's a, a, a drama. It's, it's a feature. But, um, it, it, of course, film uh, was the, the basis for the Fiddler on the Roof play and music and, and movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our guest is Eric Lumberg. We're talking about the Marwell Film Festival, which is April 7th through 18th, primarily at the Berman Theater and located elsewhere around the state. Jewish film festivals seem to be keen on Holocaust movies. What Holocaust movies are you going to be showing, Eric? Well, you know, every year we, we always have some. Um, some people are very intrigued by them and interested in them. And, uh, of course, there are always a lot to choose from. Uh, one in particular, and, and let me just step back for a second, we always look for... Uh, new perspectives on these types of films. So uh, one this year in particular is called A People Uncounted, The Untold Story of the Roma, and this focuses on the gypsies that uh, were identified by the Nazis and uh, uh, persecuted and executed. Uh, A very different take uh, that most people may not know too much about. Uh, it's a great film, very interesting, a lot of uh, music uh, because of the culture, and uh, a great film. Uh, there's another one that we're showing, uh, again, a different perspective called Besa, The Promise. And that focuses on uh, Albanian families, uh, and Albania was, of course, mostly Muslim, uh, who helped save many Jewish lives and, and, and hid uh, families during the Holocaust. Uh, the interesting, one of the interesting facts is that the border guards were instructed by the government that, in essence, if, if anyone shows up uh, uh, at the border uh, seeking refuge, um, you're going to probably know that they're Jewish and what they're there for, let them in. And that's what happened, and they were hidden uh, and saved. And, of course, there's a, a, a uh, mystery element to this as well, something that was left uh, in an Albanian house that was later returned to a survivor many years later. Wow, I, won't, I won't tell you the secret. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, what about movies or films about uh, of a religious nature in the years past? You've always had some something describing some religious family or some interaction with the, with rabbis or something like that. Anything like that doing this year? Well, Besides there that, is yeah. one in particular. Let's talk about a film called Torn. Um, it's a documentary. It's obviously so. It's true. And it is about a, uh, a priest who uh, lives his life as, as a Catholic priest. And turns out, uh, when he's an adult, he finds out that he was born Jewish. Uh, and uh, his, his mother was Jewish. And uh, the reason um, why he did not know that is 
pretty apparent, and it, it talks about his uh, quest for understanding and the, the dilemma between how he was born versus what happened later in life. So uh, it's, that's a great film. That happens to be uh, one of our special events, and it's being paired with a discussion and dinner uh, through the Seminars for Adult Jewish Enrichment uh, with an uh, invited speaker to talk about the historical and, and philosophical questions uh, in the film. Uh-huh. And uh, again, information is available on uh-huh. the brochure have, and website. You don't have the protagonist of the film actually coming No, oh, no. That, would, that, would, <laughs> that would have been way awesome. So. That would be cool. Indeed. What what about comedies? I like comedies. Uh, we have comedies and and sometimes uh, films from other countries that that are uh, supposed to be comedies uh, may or may not be that funny to our audience. But we have a few. Uh, there's a great actually. This one is from the U.S. It's called Hello, I Must Be Going, and it stars. Uh, Melanie Leisky and Blythe Danner, and it's uh, a very funny look at a Jewish family uh, and a daughter who has a, a relationship with a, uh, a neighbor, uh, a friend of the family's, and there's some very funny uh, scenes um, and some very funny comments and, and jokes uh, in the film. In, in fact, the, uh, the star uh, uh, was was. There was some buzz that perhaps she was going to be nominated for an Oscar, but that didn't happen. But but she gives a great performance, and of course, Blythe Danner uh, is also in it, and, and she's great in it too. Mm-hmm. Are there a, uh, a, a large percent of Israeli-made films in the film festivals here, Eric? There are always Israeli films. Uh, I would say maybe maybe thirty to forty percent are from Israel this year. But, you know, of course, we've got them from all over the place. Uh, France, Germany, uh, we have a, a, one from the Netherlands. Um, films that are made uh, in conjunction with U.S. and foreign uh, companies. Uh, we have one from the Czech Republic, uh, Canada, all over the place. Mm-hmm. In years past, you've had like cartoon shorts. I don't see any in the in the. Uh, we do not have that this year. Uh, some years we we get a bunch in, and this year, for whatever reason, and we could spend hours talking about how the films come to us and how we, this whole festival is put together. But this year, we do not have a shorts program. Uh, we are hoping to have it back again next year. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do have a couple of shorts that are partnered with other films, uh, but but no uh, distinct shorts program. Okay, let's let's actually talk. If you're just tuning in, we're talking with Eric Lumberg of the Marwell Jewish Film Festival. Talk a little bit about the procedure. How did these movies, these films? How many are there exactly throughout the course of the whole film festival? There are roughly thirty. 30, 30 films. 30 films. How did they make the grade? What were you looking well, for? Well, we start basically uh, about a month after the festival ends. In fact, we already have a list of films for next year, mm-hmm. and we seek them out. We, we contact the distributors or the production companies and have them sent to us for screening. We uh, screen roughly 150 films, and then we start narrowing it down 
uh, to the best of the best. And, uh, of course, it doesn't always end there because there are other dynamics that come into play. Um, sometimes you deal with a distributor that uh, is not quick to respond, and uh, a film that we thought might be available suddenly changes hands or uh, gets a distribution deal or seems to, for some reason, disappear. And there's always... Uh, a lot of uh, last-minute changes before we have to have our final list of films. Uh, but uh, we we narrow it down from about 150 to 30, 35, and um, yeah, we got a, a great crop of films this year. Mm-hmm. Not a bad one in the bunch. Okay. Uh, just let me ask, without going into specific details, tell me about the demography of the judges who are deciding what films going in. Do you have like people involved with the film industry? Do you have people involved with the Jewish community, et cetera? For the, well, for the most part, they are members of this community that watch the films and uh, different demographics, interests, uh, and uh, we have uh, discussion and debate about uh, what, what we should include. And I will tell you that the the main focus that we always look at is, is our audience going to be entertained by this film? Um, And then, of course, we want it also to be, uh, for for some films, educational or uh, have some important lesson or focus um, or topic that people will be interested in. We want people to come to all of the movies and enjoy themselves. Uh, you know, we're not bringing in a film that that people are going to Deploy. want to fall asleep in, okay, and then leave, and then say, "Ah, oh, why did I? Why did I? Why did I see that film?" Uh, all of our films, uh, we want people to come and have a great night or afternoon at the movies. Mm-hmm. Do you have like certain categories that you sort of like fix? Do we have to have a certain amount of Holocaust films, a certain amount of Israeli films, a certain amount of you know, et cetera, type categories, and just filling in the blanks at this point? We nothing specific, but uh, what what ends up happening is we might have. Uh, two or three that really are about the same thing, the Holocaust, for example. Uh, The same uh, focus or the same storyline. And we'll say, well, you know, which are the the best two or the best one to show? Uh, And we'll fill in slots that way. Um, So, again, it varies from year to year depending on the films that we get. Uh, we always like to have a wide variety and a, a lot of different kind of films. We like films that show Jews in other places, in other cultures, so we look for those. Uh, we always like to have a few biographies, uh, as well as all the other documentaries. And then our, our features, our dramas or comedies, we, we want them to be... Uh, entertaining. We want people, like I said, to to enjoy themselves. Okay, and that's really uh, gets get a, a, an enjoyable night. That's wonderful. Okay, so if people want more information, what's the website, Eric Lumber? Website is www.jccdet.org. 
Uh, and then there's a link to the film festival. And then, of course, there is the brochure that is out and about. It was mailed out to uh, a huge population. It was in the Jewish News. It was um, mailed out to the JCC mailing list. And then it's in all the stores and uh, salons and coffee shops around the area and, and uh, synagogues, temples, too, and at the JCC. Mm-hmm. Would you so su- all the information is in that. Would you suggest and people... Then- buy tickets beforehand? Uh, absolutely. That way you're guaranteed to get in. Um, but, uh, you know, people should always come, uh, even at the last minute, uh, you know, w- with the Berman Theater and the size that we have, we can always accommodate some last-minute people. There you go. Okay, our guest has been Eric Lumberg. Again, if you're interested in the Lenor Marwell Jewish Film Festival between April 7th and 18th. Go to the website www.jccdet. That's Jewish Community Center of Detroit.org. Thank you so much for coming on, Eric. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, take care. We're going to have a uh, quick commercial break and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Jewish Hour. Chiropractic healthcare offers patients the advantage of a safe and natural method of healing without the use of drugs or surgery. People of all ages, including children, benefit from chiropractic's unique approach to health. Call area code 248-557-1818 today to find out how chiropractic can benefit your family. At the Solomon Chiropractic Center, we especially love children. All kids should have their spines checked periodically throughout their crucial growing years. Growth on a crooked foundation will create a crooked spine and become harder to correct later in life. Kids love to get adjusted at the Solomon Chiropractic Center. And hey moms, did you know that chiropractic offers a safe, drug-free approach to helping with the many pains women often get during and after pregnancy? We even have special tables which open up so pregnant women can lay on their stomachs. We treat moms, dads, children, and grandparents with arthritic pains, neck pains, back pain, and headaches. People of all ages, including kids, benefit from chiropractic. Come experience the natural method of healing without the use of drugs or surgery. Stop living in pain. Call area code 248-557-1818 today for a free consultation at the Solomon Chiropractic Center to discuss you and your family's health needs. Remember, 557-1818. That's 557-HIGH-HIGH. Herschel here you are listening to the Jewish Hour. We live, thank God, in the United States with a pluralistic society and tolerance of displaying religious freedom. So we have up for you next are the greetings from the chairman of the Democratic Committee, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who is a representative from Florida, and Republican House Whip Eric Cantor, who is a Republican from the state of Virginia, conveying Passover greetings to the United States. Every Passover... We gather with family and friends around the Seder table to read the inspiring foundational story of our people's liberation from slavery in Egypt. We tell and retell the story every year, and millennia later it informs who we are. There are many ways in which Judaism speaks so strongly to the themes of service and justice, but to me, there is none stronger than our own experience. Once we were slaves in Egypt, and now we are free. Distilled in this line, the sentiment is clear. Our tradition and history compel us to give back to our society, make the world a better place, and ensure freedom for all. This intimate connection between Judaism and social justice is why throughout history, the Jewish community, 
our community has been a vocal advocate for the values of freedom and equality that make the United States the great country that it is. As a Jewish woman and member of the United States Congress, I strive to bring that connection to bear on my work every day. We are all obligated to make those connections in our own way and apply those lessons to our modern world. In the Passover story, our ancestors escaped from Egypt, Mitzrayim. In 2013, 5773, Jews are no longer enslaved as we were in Mitzrayim, but we are held captive to our Metzarim, our limitations, and the, ways they, and the ways they enslave us even today. This Pesach, we must not only work toward fulfilling the freedom of all people everywhere, but also work to break free of our own personal limitations. Together, let us strive to build a better world in the spirit of our community's history and values, so that not only the Jewish people, but all people may go from strength to strength. Haksameh and Am Yisrael Chai. While this central time in the Jewish calendar marks the transition from slavery to freedom for the Jewish people of ancient biblical times, we must take heed from that message even in our own time. Our sages actually advise us that in every age and era, each person must look upon themselves as if they've individually been relieved of exile into Exodus. Exodus, or Geula, is not merely a national phenomenon, it's very personal, which might make that even more meaningful. We ponder this point as we in the American Jewish community enjoy an unprecedented religious freedom our ancestors could only dream of. Personally, as one privileged to be a member of the United States House of Representatives, I realize every day just how kind and great a country we live in and one where anyone willing to work hard and be dedicated to the cause we all stand for as Americans, particularly personal freedom and national strength and prosperity, can achieve virtually anything they set their mind to. So at this time, approaching our quantifying moment as a people, let us remember to appreciate our freedom and see ourselves as breaking free of our own exiles and challenges and bring our friends and family closer to each other and closer to Hashem. And that was Representative Debbie Wasserman Schultz from Florida and Eric Cantor from the state of Virginia conveying Passover greetings. I just, I'm just so proud. This is like, you know, this is such a great country. Yes. Okay, we have time for some music now. We're approaching our musical interlude of the show. This is Yiddle. New song coming up for you. Brand new, just recently de-shrink-wrapped. This is called Shiramalus' Song of Ascents. Es 
accepting students. Whether you're a real beginner or have been at it for a lifetime, the Art Studio of Oak Park has something for you. All levels welcome, all ages welcome. Private tutoring or small friendly classes. Flexible hours available. The Art Studio of Oak Park is very affordable. Make your life better. Put art into your life. The Art Studio of Oak Park offers lessons in a strictly kosher environment. Call today, 248-542-5087. That's 248-542- 5087. It's great having an art room right in the neighborhood. Herschel Finman here. You're listening to the Jewish Hour. This is the time of the show where we play something parody. So, Maccabees came out with a Passover song. Everybody was expecting the Maccabees to come out with a parody. And this is their Le Miserable Pesach. I dreamed a dream in time gone by. When hope was high and life worth living I dreamed that hope would never die I dreamed that God would be forgiving Then I was young and unafraid And dreams were made and used There was no ransom to be paid No song unsung, no wine untasted Who am I? Can I condemn these men to slavery? 
pretend I do not feel their agony. These innocent who bear my face, who go to judgment in my place, who am I? Can I conceal myself forevermore? Pretend I'm not the man I was before. And must my name until I die be no more than an alibi? Must I lie? How can I ever face my fellow man? How can I ever face myself again? My soul belongs to God, I know. I made that bargain long ago. He gave me hope when hope was gone. He gave me strength to journey on. Wash them run amok, catch them as they fall. Never know your luck till there's a free fall roll. There's a little nip, there's a little touch. Most of them are gone, so they won't miss much. One day true, one new Why go to a hospital to get healthy? At Encompass Healthcare, you get the -the state-of-the-art wound care like in a hospital. The same medicines, the same everything without being in a hospital. Why put yourself at risk of getting a hospital-borne infection? Did you know that last year, one in six people died in America because of infections they got in hospitals? Encompass Healthcare is an outpatient facility. That means you get your wound care treatment and then go home. There are no wait times at Encompass Healthcare like in ERs. Healthcare is personal and works better, faster, and easier. Encompass Healthcare provides a state-of-the-art outpatient facility close to where you live. Call 248-624-9800. That's 624-9800. Auto accident, workman's comp, and most insurance is accepted. Encompass Healthcare's goal is to get you healthy with as little disturbance to your daily activities. Call 248-624-9800. 
you know the best place to buy fruit and vegetables? Why, it's at Frutasia. Located on Southfield Road, just south of 13 Mile, Frutasia provides quality, value, and the most wonderful environment to shop. You'll enjoy the spacious aisles, excellent selection, great prices, and friendly staff at Frutasia on Southfield Road and 13 Mile. Herschel Finman here. You are listening to the Jewish Hour. Tonight begins the seventh day of Passover. Candlelighting time is at 7.36, and the holiday is over at 8.39 on Tuesday night. And you can expect if you've sold your chametz through me, you'll, I would say, wait till 9 o'clock before you start eating chametz again. Probably be bought, hopefully, before then. But actually, just on the safe side, wait till 9 o'clock, and then you can start eating your leavened grain. The seventh day of Passover commemorates the splitting of the sea, exactly one week after the Exodus, which is why it's part of the Passover holiday, because the Jews were basically, for all intents and purposes, enslaved still until they left Egypt. It was with the splitting of the sea, the annihilation of the Egyptians, and this tremendous godly revelation that the Jewish people achieved a level of freedom and godly awareness. This exactly is then the correlation between the holiday of Shvi Shal Pesach, the ensuing day, which is be the following day, which would be Achron Shal Pesach, which is celebrated only outside of Israel, and really commemorates the coming of Mashiach, and the portion of the week, which is Shmini. In the portion of Vayikra, in the, excuse me, the book of, Vay, of Leviticus, the portion of Shemini, this is chapter 12, I believe, in following, there is discussed what happened the first day that the sanctuary in the desert was functioning. It was on the eighth day of consecration. It's interesting that it calls it this. They had to set a full week practice run. They had seven days where Moses acted as the high priest and Aaron and his sons watched and, and saw how he did it in preparation. Then came the eighth day. Now, it's interesting it calls it the eighth day because it really wasn't the eighth day. It was really the first day. But we've talked about the idea of eight before in reference to Passover and the holiday of Sukkos, the Feast of the Tabernacles, in reference to the circumcision, which are all done on eighth day. That eight is a transcendence of the laws of nature. The world runs on sevens, seven days of the week, etc. And eight signifies the relationship, the special, unique relationship that Jews have with the Almighty in that we relate to God in an essential way. And indeed, the holidays that we are celebrating tonight, Monday, Tuesday, are a celebration, a commemoration of this supernatural relationship that the Jews have with God. We have the seventh day of Passover. The splitting of the sea is wrought as the greatest miracle that the Almighty ever did for the, for anybody because the laws of nature were totally and completely changed. All of the miracles that have happened, there was some kind of stretching of, of the laws of nature. 
But to make water, which is normally a flowing item, change its nature so that it became standing in a polarized fashion only happened once. And it happened with a whole slew of other miracles along with it, like, for example, that the Jews crossed on dry land, and as soon as the Egyptians entered, it turned to hot mud, and that there were trees growing out of the walls of the water, providing fruit for people as they wanted to go as they went across. There were springs of fresh water flowing through the salt water of the Reed Sea, so that if anybody wanted to have a drink, they could have a drink. And there are several more. This whole scenario was perpetrated by the Almighty so that we could really appreciate what would happen six weeks from now with the giving of the Torah on the holiday of, of Shavuos, as known as the Feast of the Pentecost. And indeed, we live in such a way, in such a modality, that we're like an eighth. We're beyond the laws of nature. We have to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Jewish Hour. Some of the best jobs in the world are in the radio and television industry, and you too can join the workforce in as little as eight months when you complete your hands-on training at the Spex Howard School of Broadcast Arts located in Southfield, Michigan. At Spex Howard School, students get to play and learn at the same time. Imagine spending your class time behind the microphone, spinning music and hosting your own radio show, or designing and lighting a set for your own TV program, running a camera, learning to edit, directing a program. When you go to Specs, your day will be anything but dull. And if school is this fun, imagine how exciting it is to work in the growing industry. In addition, the credits you earn while attending Specs Howard School are currently accepted at 14 area colleges and universities. If you've always wanted the best job in the world, call for a tour of Specs Howard School at 248-358-9000. That's 248-358-9000. And visit them on the web at specshoward.edu. Specs Howard School of Broadcast Arts. This is where you start. Hi, this is Specs Howard from the Specs Howard School of Broadcast Arts. We're happy to sponsor the Jewish Hour and bring quality radio programming to the community. While much of the funding for the Jewish Hour comes from its sponsors, it's listeners like you that help keep the Jewish Hour on the air. Please send your tax-deductible donation to The Jewish Hour, 14,000 West Nine Mile Road, Oak Park, Michigan, 48237. That's 14,000 West Nine Mile Road, Oak Park, Michigan, 48237. Your help is greatly appreciated. Herschel Finman, here you are listening to The Jewish Hour. If you want to get in touch with me, www.rabbifinman.com. You'll find right there on the home page a link that takes you to contact me. You contact me, I'll contact you. We'll set up a relationship. We'll be best friends forever. What else is on drivebyfinman.com? Archive editions of the show. We have also the E-Parsha, the U-Parsha, the Hasidic U-Story. These are different media in which I convey insights into the portion of the week, holiday stuff, stories, etc. You'll also find the very important donation page. We are almost at April, and we're still looking for that final bit to be able to get to pay March. So if you haven't yet, I appreciate those of you have to, who have. Radio, believe it or not, is expensive. And we've been doing it for 17 years. We need listeners like you to go to the computer, go to RabbiFinman.com, 
Go to the donations page and give a donation of any amount that you want. Don't like using computers? That's fine. I can understand. We appreciate it. Send your donation to Rabbi... No, don't send it to Rabbi Finman. Send it to The Jewish Hour, 14,000 West Nine Mile Road, Oak Park, Michigan, 48237. You'll be glad you did. All the other listeners that are out there listening have already participated. We'll be glad that you did. And God will be happy, too, because the show will get to be continuing on for another 18 years. You still have time, one more week left, to become a member by going to RabbiFinman.com and making a $36 donation that will make you a member of the Jewish Hour in good stead. This story I heard from Rabbi Shlomo Kunin, who is the head Lubavitcher rabbi in the state of California. I heard this from, I don't know, 30 years ago I heard this story, but it happened probably about 60 years ago or so. When he was 16 years old, he was living in the Bronx, and the Lubavitcher Rebbe would give matzah out, distribute matzah on the day before Passover, and people who had to travel far away got to go first. So he, living in the Bronx, had an over hour, an hour train ride, so he got to be going to one of the first, and the Rebbe said to him, on your way to the Bronx, stop off at this and this address and drop off the matzah, uh, some matzah for this and this family. So he got there, he found the address, it was already getting starting to get dark, and he realized that he's going to have to walk home the rest of the way. But he found the door, the apartment, it was a housing project. And this housing project, they have this in New York, was set up specifically for families that had disabilities or children with disabilities. And he came, he found the apartment, he knocked on a door, guy opens up the door, he's got a big beer belly, he's got a tattoo, He's smoking a cigarette. There's a loaf of rye bread on the, on the table. And he said, the Lubavitcher Rebbe sent me with some matzah. He said, really? Come in. So he, he, he told his wife, and his wife came in, and they had two daughters who were blind. And he said, this Shlomo Kunin said, would you like me to help you with a Seder? So they sat down to a Seder. He told them, instead of four cups of wine, they had four cups of water. And uh, he told them what he remembered from the Haggadah and gave them some insights and told them, listen, the real story behind Passover is that you can never give up hope. You have to have faith in God. It was 1 o'clock in the morning by the time he got through discussing with them. I was about to leave, and he said, by the way, how does the Rebbe know you? And he said, well, after we had our two daughters that were born blind, there was a good chance that our third child, the wife was pregnant, would also be blind. And so I was very, very depressed, not knowing what to do. There's a, uh, a rabbi who works in my factory, and he told me I should write to the Lubavitcher Rebbe. And the Lubavitcher Rebbe answered back, have faith and everything will be okay. And my wife and I, we were, we were quite concerned about this. How do we have faith when we have this condition that causes our children to go blind? But after your coming today, and the Rebbe is spending so much time taking care of us. I can understand how faith works. And indeed, the, uh, the child was born healthy. The girls grew up and established Jewish homes in Israel and had many children. By now, they're probably grandmothers of their own, uh, if not great-grandmothers at this point. And I suppose everybody lives happy ever after. For those of you who are worried, why didn't I play a Klezmer song? Well, we're going to back out. This is the London Klezmer Quartet playing... Passover songs. But thank you so much for tuning in. We hope we had a chance to educate you a bit. We hope we had a chance to entertain you a bit. We hope you have an enjoyable rest of Passover, a great week, and we see you again next week. Take care.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.